Good morning, Pop Fan Rivalry followers on a Monday. Hope you had a great uh, weekend. I brought some of the best with me to start out the week. They were on the live on Friday with Mets Meg. They did a great job. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and we're going to have a fun time. So I got Kelsey. I got Jonna with me. How are you doing this morning, ladies? And happy Monday. Hello. Happy Monday. I hope you had yeah, a wonderful right back at weekend. You. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Ladies, does it get any better to start a, a week off with a podcast? It doesn't, does it? Especially when it's talking baseball. Yes. <laughs> exactly. There's, I told somebody the other day, there's nothing wrong with talking baseball and there's no crying in baseball. So it kind of works out both ways, right? Uh, so. We cry sometimes at baseball, though, I think, if if we're being totally honest. I know I have. How about well, you, Jonna? Yes. And we do have a couple of or three friends who are girls who have a Cardinals uh, based podcast called There Is Cry in Baseball. And they have proven time and time again that, yes, there is a lot of crying in baseball. Well, you know, (laughs) like when Aaron Judge hits his toe on a cement slab and then misses 53 games, that is cry worthy. Hey, oh, wait yikes. a second. You still owe us a couple grand to fix our crap. So <laughs> we, out in LA. So we'll take cash. Or you cash. owe us 13 mil for 53 games. <laughs> no, no, no. You owe us money. We need to pay show his contract. Now you owe us for like, <laughs> oh, you know, God. Breaking don't our get him started. This is <laughs> not the way to start time. out a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey's like, I'm out. I'll see you guys later. This is awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jonna, I'm going to start with you. Tell me your favorite team. Favorite well, MLB team. One could never guess. Gee, I know. Um, <laughs> the New York Yankees are my the, favorite team. Um, the New York Yankees. Born into it. Well, we're gonna talk about that in a second. So, Kelsey, what about you? Favorite team? I am a born and bred St. Louis Cardinals fan. So, just to get it on record, so, so the two winningest teams. Yes, yeah. if you didn't who represent that, two, yes. Uh, yeah, I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> Ouch, my head already hurts. Yeah, so I was just going to say, as a Dodger fan, this one hurts because the Yankees always manhandle us in the World Series. And the Cardinals, pretty much any time we meet them in the playoffs, with the exception of, I think, 2019 or something, 2021, something, where we had the yeah. one-game playoff. Oh. Besides for that, they pretty much manhandle us, too. So this is going to be fun for me. It might be the shortest podcast I've ever done, but we'll see how it plays out. So, Kelsey, tell me about where did it start? How did you become a Cardinals fan? So, my dad's parents, my grandparents, are from St. Louis, and mm-hmm. I grew up in central Illinois, right in between equidistance from Chicago and St. Louis. So, my mom and her whole family are actually diehard Chicago Cubs fans, but in the area that I grew up in, it's like a point of conversation from everyone you meet. Like, are you a Cardinals or a Cubs fan? Cause you just never know. And even uh, the Peoria chiefs, which I grew up right outside of Peoria always were back and forth between being the single a team of the Cubs and the Cardinals. So it even happened within the minor leagues that, you know, they couldn't pick a side, but I always joke. I said earlier on the live on Friday as well, that uh, my mom, you know, wanted to raise us Catholic. That was her decision that she got to make. But my dad wanted to raise us Cardinals fans. And that was the decision that that he got to make. And they are, you know, both a religion in themselves <laughs> for me. And uh, I couldn't be, you know, more happy that I stuck with the Cardinals because obviously I got to see a lot more winning, at least in in my lifetime. 
And it was just a really big part of our family dynamic growing up. My grandfather actually worked at Sportsman's Park in like the 40s in St. Louis. And it was just always on TV when we were at their house. It was always what my brother and my dad were talking about. So watching my brother play baseball then growing up, I got even more into it. And yeah, I just I could never get enough of it, even though I never played the sport myself. I was very into the analytics side of it and just being a fan of lots of individual different players too. And yeah, it, it stuck with me all the way. Awesome. I, I will tell you this. I've got a good friend of mine whose son, who I know pretty well too, is now playing in the sec, got a full ride scholarship and he grew up a white Sox fan. And I asked him, his son was in the draft. He got a full ride to this, this team. And, and I asked him, I said, hey, if your kid signs and he signs with the Cubs, are you going to the thing? He goes, yeah, I'll, I'll go to it, but I'm going to wear my White Sox gear. And I said, even <laughs> you if go. your kid is wearing the gear and he goes, yeah, I'm not wearing a jersey. I'm not wearing a Cubs jersey <laughs> wow. with my name on the back of it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, there's certain teams you just got to stand your ground with, right? It's different if like, so I lived in New York City for a while and uh-huh. I went to Yankees game and Yankees games and I wore Yankees gear. Totally uh-huh. fine. But no, I have now lived in Chicago for eight years or so. And I have been to Wrigley more times, I think, in my life than I've been to Bush Stadium at this point. But never. I don't care if the Cardinals are there or not. It's just one of those things you can't do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jonna, uh, your team, I, I, I can. So for those of you that aren't seeing this video, I can see there's a lovely picture of Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. In Kelsey's room, I can see a picture of Aaron Judge and Yankee stuff. But Joanna or jo- Jonna, gosh, I want to say Joanna so much. Jonna, uh, your team and how did it happen? Yeah, so um, I hate to be repetitive because I did tell this. I, I told you and Megan this on Friday. But um, so my dad grew up in the 60s and 70s during that Mantle and Maris chase. Um, and so he credits that as his like reason for being a a diehard Yankees fan. And then of course his three kids, we were growing up in the nineties when the Yankees had their run. And so it was like, it it was just infectious. Like you couldn't not be a Yankee fan growing up during that time. And like, it really stuck with me. So when I was about um, six years old, I went, or our whole family went to an exhibition game, the first game that was ever played at Coors Field. So the Rockies and the Yankees are playing and it was before the game during the batting practice, the Yankees broke a bat. Buck Showalter was managing at the time, comes up and hands me this broken bat. And like, it still stays together. I still have it. Um, and then at the end of the game, I snuck down by security and they, the, there was like a bench coach in the dugout still and tossed me a ball. So I'm walking away that day. It's like beginning of the baseball season and I have a bat and a ball. And I remember taking that thing, that bat to every show and tell the following year. Cause it was like for, I think first grade was that following year. And I took that thing like every other week, I swear to God, um, was so proud of it. And then of course Don't that tell was like, again. Yeah. Um, and I can just so, see you like showing up. Yeah, showing here tell. I am oh, again. John, I brought her bat again. <laughs> but this exactly. time I didn't bring the ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I brought the ball, but, um, but that was like right on the cusp of the 96 season. Of course, then when the Yankees like started on their tear, 
Um, and so like my memories growing up every year during the postseason, it was like Halloween and we didn't, we had to skip. It was like, my parents would just send us out with our friends as parents because they're not going to miss, you know, postseason play. So, but a lot of those years, I remember like coming back and we would all be watching together, staying up late on school nights. And I would put my little bat by the TV and that was my good luck bat. And yeah, like growing up in that era too, where like families congregated around one living room was that sticks with you. So yeah, yeah. I um, picked that up. I played baseball or I did not play baseball. I played softball. Um, my dad coached me all through and we were always the Yankees too. So um, of course you it were. was just, yeah. And so it was just always around me and um, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's in your blood. And I, I said this on the live, but that's one of my favorite questions to ask everybody because it always starts with something to do with family. And it always has something to do. And they're memories that when your family is long gone, you can remember those specific things. And, you know, it having, you know, ha having come from a divorce scenario where both my parents were remarried, my stepdad loved baseball and he'd take me. And so he's gone now, but I have all these memories of going to Angel Stadium with him. And he was an Angel fan and I was a Dodger fan. So it was great. I mean, we bicker back and forth. And those were the years where, the Dodgers weren't awesome, but the Angels were, and he let me know about that. It was not always fun, but it was it was cool. So, um, I have to tell you, the last time I was in the city, which was two thousand, let me get this right, two thousand eleven or twelve, we were passing by a, and we were in a cab. It was before Uber and Lyft, and we're passing by about a forty foot or forty story public storage, and hanging off there was a banner. And I forget the number, but it was like eight professional sports teams and it was in black and white and it said dot, dot, dot and the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever owns the storage unit really doesn't like the yeah. Mets and are Yankees fans. That's awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm sorry, Megan. I do find that funny. <laughs> oh, I've told Megan plenty of times. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Okay. So, so John, start me off. Tell me your favorite player. So let's do this. Let's go favorite player currently and favorite player of all time. And then tell me why. And then Kelsey, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you the same question. My two favorite players have a lot in common and their personalities. And this is why, and like the way they carry themselves professionally. And um, this I think is why I love both of them. It has nothing to do with their looks. Um so Aaron Judge, favorite current player, um, he is so humble and like, I, I love that about him. I love the way he carries himself. He's a good role model. He's a good team player. Um, and I love Derek Jeter, obviously. So my two, two favorite players over here That's on it. the wall. Um, again, Jeter was so humble and, um, just carried himself so well and didn't get into shenanigans off the field too. And that, like, I just have a lot of respect for that kind of person. And um, they take their job seriously and they, they come and do the work and leave and they don't cause a bunch of ruckus outside of it. And for me, like that was such a good person to look up to growing up. And um, I see Jeter, I see judge being a lot like that. Yeah. So, I, I like that anybody that can get a Nike commercial where you have Michael Jordan who saved 
the face of, of Nike and was the face of Nike tipping his hat to a guy, you know that that's pretty special. I mean, I yeah. every now and again, and I, 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 I'll admit this to you, every now and again when I'm having a bad day, I'll actually go to YouTube and I'll watch that commercial. And I, I still get emotional from it. That and the one where he tells everybody, hey, um, you know, the extended version of that commercial where he tells the driver, hey, stop. And then he gets out and he's signing autographs for kids. And yeah, because he just did it right. You he know, did, he wasn't. And, go ahead. You know, and that's like, as you mentioned, Jordan, I always see similarities. I would always see similarities in Jeter and Jordan. And they're like, if you watched the documentary, The Captain, and if mm-hmm. you watched, um, what was Michael Jordan's documentary? It was across Air. like several. Oh. Glass Dance. The last dance, yes. The last dance, yeah. And they they're like they both had this winning <clears throat> mentality where they like refused to lose and they didn't accept like mediocrity and they held their teammates to that standard too. Like I that I you don't see that as much in, in today's like people. No, no, people people accept uh, and that's where you see certain teams especially baseball because it's a long season you see certain teams just not have that fighting mentality they kind of have that oh i've made it why do i have to fight and jeter i mean if you're watching the captain series and i watched the i watched one on espn and then i watched the one that they did on prime where it was wasn't edited and you know jeter had a couple of unique ways of explaining stuff that were were edited out for espn but um Jeter would straight up tell people if we didn't win the World Series, it was a failure that year. And what kind of mentality does that take? Some guys, you know, that are playing now, they're just happy to be on the field. Right. But no, 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 no. You don't win the World Series. You failed. Yeah. And And Jordan was the same way. Like he wasn't afraid to tell his teammates when they weren't, you know, like. Yeah. Living up to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, Kelsey, favorite, favorite uh, player of all time and favorite current player and why? So my favorite player of all time is kind of, I feel like I can't mention one without mentioning the other. And they are the two guys on my wall right behind me. So if I had to pick one, I would probably say Adam Wainwright because I have been in love with Adam Wainwright. And I think I was very convinced that, that he and I were like meant to be together when I was a 10 year old (laughs) child or something. And I first discovered him, but um, it has since grown into, you know, more of like a, a brotherly admiration, uh, for him and just everything that he is like what he represents on and off the field, very similar to what Jana was saying. I, I think he's had, you know, many iconic moments throughout his career that make him ultimately hall of fame worthy. And I will fight anybody to the death for that and have a billion different reasons to back it up. But, you know, not, not only do do his statistics and his accomplishments speak for themselves. He also is super charitable. He has an amazing organization called big league impact. And one of the really unique things about it is that it is a kind of mentorship program for other professional athletes on the best ways to be charitable, which I think is really beneficial and something that we don't necessarily think about. It's, it's not always as easy as you think it is to give large sums of money and and make sure it's going, you know, to the places that you want it to, or to volunteer in the most impactful ways. So that's just another way that, you know, he will continue to live his legacy uh, off the field and obviously he, him and Ayadier Molina are like the pinnacle of what it means to be teammates to me. They grew up completely differently, obviously in two different countries and two different cultures, very different upbringings, but 
they are truly, I mean, they consider themselves brothers and the way that they, they work together has obviously created something super special that we've all got to witness as fans again, both on and off the field. So, yeah, I mean, I could just, I, I could go on forever, but those are, I think the fact that they are both like franchise players and, you know, we're going to see less and less of those these days. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I really wanted Shohei to stay with the angels just because of kind of that, like franchise player mentality that I, I have, and I love, but that's something that was, is really special for the city and the fans for, for us to get to experience that. And I mean, I, I like don't remember baseball without them. So going into this season, um, I feel like I was always really big fan of pitchers, like growing up, like I gravitated towards the pitchers as my favorite players. But I think now I'm kind of in my like middle infield era. So I'm going to say if I have to pick one and it's really hard for me to pick one that my favorite current player is Tommy Edmond, who is, is he a middle infielder? Is he an outfielder? Is he, he can do anything. He can do everything. And so I really admire that about him. He is a Stanford graduate Uh, His brother works in baseball analytics for the Minnesota twins, I believe. So I feel like uh, he has, you know, it's in, in his blood, very much in his family, all ends of the game as well. But the main thing that I love about him is that again, he is just like, so clearly a team player. And I talked on the live that I am a, a performer, an actor, and one of my biggest contracts was as an understudy for a show that had been running for a really long time. And it was, you know, my job just to step in and and do whatever they needed me to and be ready on a moment's notice. And that is what Tommy Edmond does for his team. And I feel like he's actually very underrated and undervalued by baseball for that. Like he's almost punished for his versatility because nobody outside of Cardinals fans like really knows him. Does he play shortstop? Does he play second base? Wait, sometimes he's in right field. Like, Oh, he's making crazy diving catches in center field. You might not even know who he is. You think he's five different people because he is five different players for the Cardinals. And that is why I'm so glad that they have held on to him. I should like knock on wood because who knows? He's an amazing trade piece, but no one can have him. And I guess if he does go somewhere, then I'll, I'll be a fan of that team too. But Tommy Edmund, I'm sticking with it. So I love that that both of you chose players that play the game right. Um, and there's and I'm not talking about play the game right as far as like, oh, they know when to sacrifice, bunt, move runners over, but they play the game right on and off the field, right? Yeah. And and I honestly think I, I believe Adam Wainwright is is a Hall of Famer. I hope that he gets in on the first ballot. I hope that people don't look at his last two seasons and say, well, gee, he's not a first ballot guy. Because he's kind of what, and no disrespect to Bostonians or anybody that loves David Ortiz, but if I had to choose the character of an, an individual and it was a Rain, Wainwright or an Ortiz thing, I, I would lean towards Wainwright. Um, I do think that matters to the writers, too. To the yeah. Writers. yeah, I do, too. I mean, when when Ortiz was being funny in his speech, and says, when he was talking about uh, his old manager, uh, Terry Francona, he's like... Uh, uh, Tino, you need something. Big Poppy's got you. Big Poppy's got you. I don't know if you saw Sandy Koufax's face, but they showed Sandy Koufax and he rolled his eyes. He's like, uh, "This is this is different." So I love the fact that you two ladies, like, you know, those were who you picked. So Kelsey, yeah, talk to me matters. about matters. It does. It does. 
There's Kelsey one Pro- other guy that I'm like sad I didn't mention, but like I know we were supposed to just do our like one, but That's um, what- I, I want to throw in Mariano Rivera too because oh. another guy that that exactly like you're describing, like such a good humble person, very humble beginnings. Um, and I don't know. I mean, he is hands down the best closer mm-hmm. that the, baseball has ever seen. So, and and I'm going to score a lot of points with you right here, but I've said this a hundred times over, and I will say it, baseball has missed the mark because there is a Hall of Famer that has not gotten in, and it's a shame that he hasn't gotten in. And that is a switch-hitting catcher that hit 280 in his career and has four or five different rings. How do you not put Jorge Posada? The kid walks his kid to school in New York, and people know it, and they, hey, Jorge, hey, you know, such a great guy. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? But that's going to be a conversation that the three of us could have. I mean, but Jorge, most catchers that get in, Yadi or Molina being a perfect example, they get in for how they control their pitchers. Anything they do offensively is a bonus, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Jorge Posada was one of the better catchers of his era. And yeah, it just, it annoys me that he didn't. I mean, I think the last time through, he got like 12% of the vote. I'm thinking, who else are you voting for? How? I, what? Yeah, I think any of those guys in the core four would tell you that Jorge was the leader on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we had a captain and he was a great leader too, but Jorge Posada was a leader. Yeah, yeah. Right. Kelsey, would you agree with that, that, that Jorge belongs in the hall? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm shocked to hear that I haven't kept up with the voting that closely, but I'm shocked to hear that he only had 12% of the vote. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look up his last numbers. I could be wrong, but I, I think it was like that. It was really low, and I thought, who else are you voting for? But Yadier and, and Wainwright should get in on a first ballot if they don't get in on a first ballot. Um, just a fun little side note, ladies. When you get a chance, here's another... Yankee, interesting point. When you get a chance, Buster Posey is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to get voted first ballot. Go mm. compare his numbers to Thurman Munson. Mm. They are almost yeah. identical. And one's going to get in and one's not in yet. Right. Yeah. Something's wrong. Unreal. <laughs> so, Man. Something's that's wrong. That's another one that I can't believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I did this with a, uh, with a Giants fan one time. And I told him, I said, listen. Tell me, talk to me. Is is Buster Posey a first ballot? Oh, absolutely. And I said, okay, go compare him to Thurman Munson. Well, Thurman, Thurman, yeah, Thurman won some World Series too. And Thurman didn't retire. Right. <laughs> he yes. got retired. He did. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that's enough stuff. Kelsey, do me, I, we can do this all day. I'm just loving this. This is going to be, I'm sorry. If you're listening to this and you're driving to work, we're going to give you everything we got. We're throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you this morning. Just enjoy it. Um, Kelsey, ballparks, where have you been? Um, Major League ballparks. So I've only been to six, but I have lived in two of the biggest cities in the country in New York City. And now I live in Chicago. So I have been to Yankee Stadium, City Field, Obviously, uh, Wrigley Field and Guaranteed Rates, Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, both both Bush Bush Two. I have actually been to more. The newer stadium, I've only been to a handful of times uh, because I've been busy living in New York and Chicago. And uh, then American Family Field, I've also been to 
quite often because it is super easy and accessible for me to get to. Okay. So you've got three. Jana, what about you? So I have actually only been to five. I cannot believe this, but the three like main ones I've been to multiple times. So okay. Yankee Stadium, Coors Field, um, Kauffman, um, Target Field, okay. and... Okay. So I'm going to add a twist to this question for both of you, which I didn't prepare you for. So this is going to be an off the, the cuff twist. You ready? Donna, right. we'll start with you. June, Kelsey, it's coming to you too. June, you have the entire month off. Money's not an issue. You can only go to five ballparks that you haven't been to. Where are you going to go? Okay, I'm going to PNC. Okay, PNC. Um, where else? Dodger Stadium. Good girl. Good answer. <laughs> Wrigley. Wrigley. Okay. Um, because I'm likely going to Wrigley this summer anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's see what else. They say PNC Dodger. Wrigley. Um. You know what? I really want to go to Seattle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. T-Mobile Park. Well. Yeah, it's yeah, called T-Mobile. Yeah. T-Mobile, yeah. yeah. Um, this is a tough question. Oh, stupid. Um, Camden, of course, Camden. Okay. Okay, that's a good. That's a good call. That's a good call. By the way, um, I got to go back to Seattle because last I, we went this last year for a family funeral and found out we flew in a day early and then found out we weren't needed until the actual day. And so we decided to go to a game, but we didn't realize that Taylor Swift was in town. Oh, mercy. oh gosh. Okay. So if I ever <laughs> meet Taylor, her and I are going to have some conversations considering that I had to stay at an extended stay hotel, not at a Marriott, which I'm used to. And I paid almost $600 for an extended stay hotel for one night for sync that didn't work in the back. Anyways, well, we won't talk about that. Um, did because... she play at the Skyhawks stadium? Uh-huh. She did. Okay. And that's the like literally night. right next to... T-Mobile. Yeah. So everybody was lining up for merchandise at 5 a.m. And the line went around the block the entire time. <laughs> That's funny that you mentioned that because when I went to the last game of the year, um, this year, the Yankees played it or that night at Arrowhead. So and it was they share like a parking lot. So it started right. to get a little crazy at the end, too. Yeah, it was just, uh, gosh, I don't want Taylor to hear this and get mad at me. But yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was awesome, Taylor. Keep doing what you do, and let me know how the Kelsey kids doing too. I mean, you know, you guys seem like you like each other. Um, Kelsey, same. Uh, I, I'm re referring to Travis. I'm not referring to you when I said the Kelsey kids. So, right, <laughs> that's I got. Gotcha. That awkward. Uh, <laughs> I know they're tight. The we through. can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Travis and I could never be together because then my name would be Kelsey. Kelsey. <laughs> How Listen, ridiculous. This, Taylor can have him. That would be super weird. But yeah. Um, okay. So Kelsey, same question. You have June off. Yes. No financial obligations. Uh, money isn't an issue. Where are you going to go? Which five ballparks are you going to go to? Fenway. Uh -huh. PNC. Uh-huh. Camden Yards. Camden. Got to hit th that East Coast. And then I'm going to go to the Bay Area. And I'm sorry. I just, I haven't been to Southern California and I really like the Bay Area, but I have not had the opportunity to go to Oracle or Petco. So those got to be my other 
too. Okay. Yeah. And, and, well, your Oracle and Petco are like 700 miles away from each other, but yeah, one's in North, one's in South, but money's no see, object. I got the whole month. Yeah. You got the whole <laughs> month. You, you're good to go. You know, it was interesting this season we went to Kaufman and I, it was never a bucket list thing for me until we went there and it was a phenomenal stadium. Absolutely yeah. breathtaking stadium. Really uh, and people don't realize that. And I, apparently they're voting on moving the stadium or something like that. And I'm thinking, don't do that, yeah. please. Don't do that. Yeah, I hate they that will. for them because the K is like pretty iconic, actually. Mm -hmm. Well, we got invited with another influencer to um, create some content. We got invited into a suite. And let me just tell you, if you never had a lobster corn dog, you do not know what you're missing. Wow. In Kansas City? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you can get quality lobster in Kansas City. Don't, don't I will send you pictures. Let me tell you right now, it is like where has that been all my life? I That's mean, amazing. It is. It was a special, special thing. <laughs> so, all right. Final question, um, Kelsey. Why don't you take this one for us? Twenty twenty four is right around the corner. Um, you know, a lot of moves in baseball and things like that. But what are you most excited about for your Cardinals um, coming into 24? Well, I'm most excited about uh, just getting in first and foremost. And the thing that makes me most excited about the potential of that is not necessarily our uh, new pitchers, like no shade to them. I'm glad we, we have some more starting pitching, but I think the highlight for the Cardinals this year and for us as fans watching is going to be this young core of Nolan Gorman, Tommy Edmond, Brendan Donovan, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, who all at this point have at least some level of major league experience that is going to give them the opportunity and hopefully the comfortability and also hopefully some, some more consistency from, leadership to to really just run with it and make the most of their talent so that's what i'm looking forward to the most from the cardinals is seeing those guys really just hit the ground running and exploding this season and and please do because i was i had a split heart last this last season like as a dodger fan i was loving watching you guys in the cellar but as a baseball purist fan it's not october without the cardinals in october yeah. So I, I was oh. struggling. I'm like, oh, which side of me wins on this one? <laughs> so that's awesome. Okay, uh, John, the same question to you. 2024 right upon us. What are you looking forward to for the Yankees? Um, I'm really excited for that. Rizzo, Soto, Judge, Stanton, you know, like that lineup's going to be, <clears throat> I feel insane. Hopefully I'm not wrong. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see like the dynamic. Too. I think the Yankees have a really good mix this year of veterans and younger guys um, with your like Volpes and then your judges and your, you know, um, we'll see how Alex Verdugo fits into that whole vibe. Um, hopefully he uh, tames it down a little bit and does the Yankee way, but no, I'm excited to see that dynamic too of like the veterans and young guys. I think it's going to be a good mix that we haven't had for a while now. So I have never, I have never seen Alex Verdugo with a clean shaven face. So this is, <laughs> I'm excited to see how this is going to roll. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's ho hope he takes that grill out soon. 
Oh like, my god, that's not gonna work. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna get lynched in in New York for you know, and hopefully he stops trying to play Mr. T too. Maybe wear one chain around your neck during the game. You don't need all forty pounds. It's gonna slow you down trying to steal bases. But you know what do I know? Well, right. the Yankees will not hold back in trying to dictate how he carries himself. So, of course, of course. Yeah. Okay, ladies, we've done good for, for Monday. But for those of you listening, you need to know who these ladies are. You need to follow them on their Instagrams. Um, but they do something else that's pretty special. So, John, I'm going to let you start with telling me a little bit about what you do. And then, Kelsey, you also have something as another side thing. So, by all means, ladies, brag about yourselves. Tell everybody who you guys are. <laughs> so Kelsey and I are the Babes Babes, um, inspired by none other than Babe Ruth. Um, we record, what would you say, like every three-ish, two, two to three weeks. The last, Yeah, like twice a month. Yeah, the last like few times it's been every week. So we're picking up in frequency, and I think that's our goal for this next year we've just hit our like 10 month mark so mm-hmm. now that we're kind of getting our bearings we're going to be um coming at you a little bit more frequently in 2024 so yeah um you can find us on instagram at babes babes podcast um on twitter at babes babes pod uh gosh we're on facebook now we're on linkedin um and yeah we uh you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Perfect. I am so glad to hear um, that you. Uh, oh, I, I've li- what's that? Kelsey's tree is gonna like fall over. She I have a, a dog trying to bury her bone in my Christmas tree. Is what is happening? <laughs> For those of you that aren't seeing this on YouTube, you don't know, but Kelsey got like, a little just, Christmas tree in the background and swaying. It's rocking and back chirp, and forth. Chirp 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 chirp. chirp. Earthquake in, in Illinois. But for those of you that that don't know, these two ladies, uh, before Kelsey goes, these two ladies bring a fantastic voice to the sporting community of baseball um, and a female voice and a female perspective. If you haven't listened, I've listened to some of their episodes. If you haven't listened to some of their episodes, I promise you you're missing out. So if you're driving, please don't try to follow them while you're driving because I don't pay for car accidents. But if you're in a safe spot, please follow them. Um, and listen to to their podcast. They do a great, great, great show. So Kelsey, you also have something else besides for Babes Babes, right? Yeah. So I have been doing a weekly show that comes out every Tuesday. And actually during the off season, I've been recording it uh, or I've been going live on Monday nights. So I don't know if I'll keep doing that during the season because, you know, there's like baseball to watch uh, live on Monday night. But now that there's not, uh, I have been going live and recording it live on Monday night. And then the new episode comes out on Tuesday and it is called yeah. Peace, Love and Baseball. And I started it because, as I mentioned, I have an entertainment background. I have transitioned into more of a uh, operations, like traditional desk job, which is great for a lot of reasons, but not for, you know, my creativity. So it was something that I really just started to have a little bit more control over a, a creative outlet for myself. And because I cannot stop talking about baseball and all parts of it, whether it is, you know, comparing statistics and analytics, whether it's like the vibes that I'm reading of current players or, um, you know, what I'm thinking about speculating about certain injuries and stuff like that, or just kind of gathering all of the sources and and putting them together for people and creating a conversation 
Um, and it's not just, you know, it's not just all baseball, but it is, uh, some, some wellness, some, uh, entertainment, and I'm very interested in the business side of the sport as well. So we cover a little bit of everything and I have, you know, plenty of interviews and lots of fun guests on from time to time as well. And more than anything, yeah, it's just a great way to connect with people over something that I have always loved. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, I, I top fan rivalry followers. It's been my honor to do this interview with, with Jonna and Kelsey. They've been fantastic guests. Like I said, we brought you the best we could for Monday. Um, and I can't wait for your thoughts. Feel free to make comments. Make sure you're following these two ladies, their podcast and what they're doing. Um, again, nothing makes me more happy than having female and male voices in the sport fans. Um, for those of you that that are listening to this from Top Fan, you know that that we focus on the fan and the fan experience. And so this has been great. So ladies, stick around for a second, but thank you so much for your time. You've been fantastic guests. And let's do this sometime again, real, real soon. Yeah? Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks you for bet. having us, Bill. Have a good Monday.